With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, yo, it's TJ Simmons, and you're listening to the Raspy Boys Kids. What's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. I'm T-Pain. You know me. I'm big music. Never boy. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by my brother, Jeremy, Jack, and Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned in to Paha Poulter. Hit you with that pup, 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 pup. Never know how it's going to be done, but he always gets it did. This is the best pop culture we've had in a while, in my opinion, because it's real. Now, Jeremy, we have often done Am I the Apple? Well, today we have an Am I the Apple for the ages. It's another dating one, something I think is a lot of fun. So here we go. Imagine you met a girl at a football game. You guys kind of chat each other up, have a good conversation. You You exchange information, phone number, Snapchat, all that good stuff. A week goes by, you decide to go out. You go out to a date, a nice bar. She's dressed up. You're dressed up. You decide to order food and drink. So you order wine and some appetizer. Now, when your food comes and your, and your wine comes, they also are accompanied by a single shot. One shot of liquor. When you tell the waiter, hey, I didn't order that, the waiter tells you, no, the man at the bar ordered it for her, your date. How would you feel? If your date accepts that shot. Yeah, this was a deep one, man. A lady wrote in. She wrote about her circumstance. She wrote about what went on. Um, I had a lot of feelings. I, I had a lot of feelings to begin with. On the jump, immediately, I'm not this naturally jealous dude. So if she gonna get a shot. She gonna get a shot. Hey, you know, that's what it is. That, those were my initial feelings. Did you have any initial feelings, Brandon? 
I had the feeling that, hey, she's with me. I'm not a jealous dude either. She's with me. Some dude ordered her a shot. Good. Enjoy the shot. As long as you know you're not enjoying conversation or anything else with her because she's with me. That was cool. That was kind of smooth. Nice attempt. But you failed. Oh, for one. That's how I yes. felt. Initially. Yes. The more I thought about it, Brandon, my feelings changed. The more I started digging deep into my feelings and exactly what went down and what happened. Look, it's one thing if you're at a bar and you and this girl are talking and somebody says a shot because here's the truth. They don't know if this girl's with you or if she's just talking to you for the second. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a difference. Might as well shoot your shot. But if I am at a restaurant, it is now clear that we are on a date. Therefore, homeboy, what you're doing to me is you're trying to big time me. You're trying to put me on blast. And my feelings are you're trying to punk me. Gonna send my girl or at least a girl who's with me on a date a shot while we're here. Now, it's different if it's a festification, kind of like everybody's involved with it. And he sees that it's a festification. He's like, oh, well, give that girl over there a shot. That's one thing. That's not what went on here. That's not what he was doing, and I feel like he was trying to big time him. So no, I wouldn't be okay because you're purposely trying to big time me. Wait, look, I'm on my own like, shot. You feel like that? If it's a festive occasion, even that's not an excuse because if you want to celebrate, we all celebrate. Send shots for everybody. I know, no, no. I'm just saying there's certain events that are like specifically her that she that she could be celebrating that she gets a shot for herself. You know, I'm just saying. Point is to send a shot while we're clearly on a day at a restaurant. Nah, chief. Nah, Chief, look, I'm not going to be ignorant. I'm going to just say, hey, you know, we appreciate it, but she's good. That's how I feel. Wait, wait, you would say that. You would say that. You would say that to him. We appreciate it, but she's good. It was my first. No, no, I, I don't think I'd say that. I don't think I'd say that. If I'm sitting there and she gives a shot. um, I, You know what? The truth is, if I'm sitting there, I, I, the, I would probably just, you know, if she took the shot and whatever, that's cool. Even if she toasted him or some or, or whatever, I would have a problem with that. As long as there was no more. Like, don't come over here and try to talk. Don't go over there and try to talk. Don't try to get his name. You know what I mean? If we're on a date. But if he just says a I shot, I wouldn't that's say it. anything. This is, I wouldn't say a word, Jeremy. This is test time. It is test time. Pencils up. Number two, preferably. This is test time. Who is she? Like, we're on a date to get to know each other. So now I'm getting to find out who she really is. What is she going to do when that dude sent her a drink? Now, I'm with you. Like, my initial thoughts were, I'm too cool for school, basically. I'm not sweating this. It's all good. Let her enjoy her drink. One less thing I got to buy, as Mama Phoenix would say. But the more I read under the Am I the Apple section, the more I saw comments that made sense. The number one comment, Jeremy, do you know what the number one comment for me was? I feel like I can guess, but go ahead. Buying a drink for a girl, sending a shot, or sending a drink to a woman, is an act of flirtation. Accepting that, accepting that drink is reciprocating that flirting. That's funny because I don't agree, but continue on. You, you don't think if you send a drink to a girl, it's flirting? Yeah, well, your key word is a girl because I have a story about M. Tutta and our cousin, Buddy, and they were at a bar and some dudes um sent them drinks some dudes sent them drinks um <laughs> and they knew what time it was like these dudes were sending them because they were interested you know 
And Mike and Buddy was like, yeah, we're going to just keep drinking all these drinks they send. That reminds me. <laughs> and then we're going to get up and leave. <laughs> that reminds me of a Michael Che situation. Michael Chase had a dude did that to him. And, yeah. like, and his friend was like, you know, he's just trying to get you to get those drinks so you'll go with him. And he said, is that what you're doing? Well, let's see how far this goes. <laughs> he's like, I work with Scott. Most expensive, preferably. <laughs> but but I think there's a difference between guys and girls. But I, I honestly feel like if I was sitting there with a girl and she took the shot, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But if she started looking over or made contact or exchanged, I would have a problem with it. But if it's first date and and she's not sweating it, she's just taking the shot, period. I don't, I think I, I, I don't know. That's not that's a yellow flag, not a red flag for me. Uh, I think it's a red flag. She enjoys attention from other men in my company. No, I'm not. I'm not feeling that. She enjoys attention. Nah, nah, nah. But somebody gave you a free shot. Now nah, it's I'm, different. Now, I don't here's care. a different. Thanks, but no thing. That's why no, I live on this the place. difference. Is like if I told her I'm uncomfortable with it. Now, if I said that, that changes everything. If she accepts that shot, even after I told her I was uncomfortable, then that's a red flag. It's over. We can only be friends. I got you. We not but even gonna never, be friends. I just met you. Yeah. Uh, depending on how you know, <laughs> depends on, <sleep. laughs> depends on <laughs> certain things. But there's uh, lots of variables. There's lots of variables. There's some variables apart. up in there. But real talk, like if I've said that to her, or she knows I'm uncomfortable, she takes it anyway. Now that's game over. But if I don't say it and she just accepts it, who am I to knock somebody to accept a free shot and not uh, without her doing anything more than that? I'm okay with that. Well, I hear you. If you're okay, good for you. I'm not. There's a time in my life I would have been, but I understand now things that I did not understand in the past. I'm not okay with it. Don't accept the drink. Show some respect. Show some class. Act like you've been there before. Amen. Well, that's what we think. Get at us, the RVK. Let us know your thoughts. If somebody buys you a drink, what you going to do if you're already on a date? Get at us. Wrap me, boys! Guys, our partners at Symbol have a brand new offering that we are really excited about. A quick reminder that you probably already know. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a money-back guarantee. Yes, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners for our show. That money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Hello, Frog fans. I'm Melissa Trebowasser, and this is the Hit the Horn podcast, your source for all things TCU Athletics. And I'm Colin Post, and together we'll keep you up to date on all things Horn Frog Sports, providing perspective as two people that cover TCU and are also fans of the Frogs. 
each week, we'll recap the biggest games on the schedule, including football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, and more. So when you're looking for the latest news, insights, and even our opinions, be sure to hit the horn and give us a listen. One, two, three, four, fifth. Five questions, five answers. I got five on it. It's the RBK, Jeremy, Nicholas, Phoenix, JN, Fiend. Also here with my brother, Brandon Phoenix. I also a pit in the building. And we're about to answer these five questions that, that Jordan drops on us. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and I would like to take a moment right here to plug my own podcast, The Three Bracketeers, hosted by yours truly. It's a bracket-style podcast in which a bunch of movies and songs that we choose go head-to-head to see which one comes out on top. This season, we're tackling the Beatles, 64 different Beatles songs clashing head-to-head to see which one comes out on top. And now, let's get things started with the first blank. This horns down win over Texas was for blank. Me. It was for me. And by me, I mean the fans. All of us. We needed a win to remain bowl eligible. And while the players matter, and while they care, and while the coaches matter, and they care, us fans needed something to believe in, to trust the climb. And this continues our climb, our ascension, if you want to call it that, in year three. It was for us. It was for me. That win... Was for the players, Brandon. Senior day, all them guys giving their heart, blood, sweat, tears, the goods, the bads, the ups and the downs. Their time in Morgantown has come to an end. They'll never play another game in Morgantown uh, for those seniors who can't come back. What a way to send them off than with a win over the hated horns down team that's going to the SEC. That game was for the players. Number two. Are you more optimistic about the Clemson comeback in basketball or pessimistic about losing to Marquette? Pessimistic because of the loss to Marquette. Marquette, a competent team coached by Shaka Smart, who had come back from double-digit deficits before, beat us. And they didn't just beat us, they made us look lost. And when we looked lost, we had no point guard to to will us out of where we were. Taz Sherman, as dynamic as he is, as much as he can score, as good as he's going to be, and as he currently is, could not will us to a win. When we were in the dark, there was no light. And I feel like that's more of our identity than what we saw against Clemson. Clemson could not get over themselves, including having six players on the floor for a technical foul in a critical moment at the end of the game. So I'm more pessimistic than I am optimistic. I think I'm more optimistic. <clears throat> Pessimistic, um, it was a bad game against Marquette. We got exposed some things that we did wrong. But I'm optimistic in the fact that I like how the guys stay together. We're down the second night. We just come off a loss. And we didn't let uh, uh, Marquette beat us twice. We were down against Clemson. And we were able to stick together and keep fighting through. A team that's willing to fight together. A team that's ready, willing to scrap together. Especially being down in the second half is a big deal. So I, I, that adds, I mean, it's not, it's not really going to move the scale a whole lot either way for me, either game. But I'd say I'm slightly more optimistic because of what I saw in the comeback against Clemson, showing that we do have some kind of mental fortitude. Number three, losing the four-star running back Justin Williams from Georgia makes you feel blank. Familiar. 
This is a familiar place out of the top 25 rankings because we lost K.J. Thomas as well. Now, yes, people are going to argue we cut him loose, but nonetheless, we lost talent that we thought we had coming in. Two four-stars in one day has me feeling familiar. Yeah, I feel like, to quote the great Sean Carter, fresh out the fire, panning into the fire. Where five and six is football season has not went the way we were supposed to. The thing that everybody holds, hangs their hat on is this recruiting class. Then we have this big-time running back, this running back who's explosive and straight-up nasty. There's a reason why everybody's coming at him. For him to get taken, it reminds me of a year that we lost the last game that we played in the regular season, and then our coach left. It just felt like just adding on. I was in my feelings like I just, you know, why can't I ever have anything nice? Why can't we ever have anything nice? Um, That doesn't mean he's gone forever. He could come back. You know, you never know what happens. But it's just, you know, it's just a little dejected to me, man. Just felt like I hopped out of the frying pan into the fire, especially if this recruiting class doesn't hold up. Number four, West Virginia being able to win a national title in men's soccer means blank. Nothing. Not like Dan Stratton, and I support the soccer team. But what argument is it going to help you win against another fan base? What argument is it going to help you win besides with Marshall, who we do not engage in conversation with on that level typically anyway? Now, I want them to win. I'll be happy if they win, but it means pretty much nothing. Basketball, football, or die. Yes, it means a lot to me. Not a lot. It means something to me. Something. A scale of one to ten, a soccer national championship is a three. It's something. Now Marshall can't say, It'll, we have the most recent national championship in soccer. So now, Marshall, you can't mouth. But on top of that, a national championship in collegiate a- athletics is a big deal. I don't care if it's volleyball. I don't care if it's tennis. I don't care if it's um, soccer. I don't care if it's golf. Rifle. Rifle. Now, granted, these things are nowhere near baseball, football, or basketball, or especially basketball or football. But if we win in soccer, that's a big deal. And I'll be buying a West Virginia Soccer National Championship t-shirt. That's right. I'm saying it right here. And I'll be proud of them. But like I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 3. It's something. It's not nothing. It's not amazing. But it's something. Number 5. West Virginia blank be going bowling after the Kansas game. Will be going bowling. Now, I don't believe that 15-point spread that has us beating Kansas in Lawrence, but I do believe we win the game straight up. I always say good teams win, great teams cover. Well, this team is certainly not great. This team probably is not even good, but I think they're good enough to win in Lawrence to send us bowling. Now, I got you. And I'm cheating because I said the, the blank needs to be answered with will or will not. And right as you were reading your answer, it hit me that West Virginia better, <laughs> they better be going bowling <laughs> after, after the Kansas game. It'll be the most West Virginia thing ever if West Virginia beats Texas and loses to Kansas not to go bowling. I hope that's not the case. For Neil Brown's sake, you know what? I can say a lot of other people's sake, but you know the main person, head coach, Neil Brown, HCNB, he better hope and pray this Mountaineer team goes bowling. Um, and we better be. We beat them seven straight times. Let's make it an eighth. Well, that's it. One, two, three, four, fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Five questions, five answers. 
You got it. We got it. Get at us. Rat me, boys! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, more than 100 schools available, and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to Home Field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Homefield Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. Gridiron Metalworks is our new sponsor for the Raspy Voice Kids for the RVK. We are now working with Gridiron Metalworks. It's the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. Metal home goods that are made for college superfans. You can find collegiate branded grills, grates, and griddles, and or flower pots, stainless steel bookends, and coasters, even can coolers, all in actual school colors. Not just the, oh, it's close, like other manufacturers do. It's a gift that you can almost guarantee someone doesn't have. It's high quality and made in the USA. Also, there's free shipping on all orders over $100. Go to www.gridironmetal.com. Use the code RASPY12 and you can jump in on the benefits. Gridiron Metalworks, making things that you want, that you need. I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard. I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard. Back for another segment of going in going in we're going in and we're about to go hard the raspy voice kids that is me brandon p aka i also hate pit joined by jeremy jn phoenix in the boot we want to talk i want to talk about the texas game jeremy texas is terrible i mean they're terrible they're a bad football team who no longer believes in their coach no longer is giving maximum effort, and also is extremely beaten up. So I want to say I don't take much from the fact that we beat them, but I do want to say I'm glad that Neil Brown has not lost the team. I'm glad that we did not give up, and I'm glad we did not lose to this team, which was a possibility. So yeah, the you, biggest, yeah. We, we held them. It, they, it was deep into the game before Texas got the first third-down conversion, and that happened off a of tip pass. Um, that, you know, kind of pass that could have been intercepted. So really, the defense played pretty well. Texas scored 56 points against Kansas. They put up big numbers against other teams, and we held them to the 20s. I think it was 23. So I'm proud of the way the defense played. The offense was efficient. Daggy was efficient. They kept him clean for the most part. And when they do that, then he cooks. And he doesn't, like, tear you up, but he prepares a meal. It's not a five-star Michelin restaurant, but, you know, it's better than your local bodega when Deggie's got protection. So he cooked a little bit. I was proud of the way the team played. I was proud of the way that, the, that uh, Neil Brown called the game, too. I like the trick plays, even the one that didn't work. I like that we're trying things to get the ball moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. 
The fourth down when we went for it and Deggy threw it to the end zone, I had no problem with it. I had no problem with it when it happened. I had no problem when it failed. I had no problem even if we would have lost. I was okay with that call. Absolutely. You remember which one? Yeah, no, I know exactly which one you're talking about. For me, I think Texas, that it was reassuring because it feels like Sark's lost his team in the first year. And I've never felt that way with Neil Brown. I feel like effort has always been there. There has been a game or two or a half where our team is let down and that came out ready to play. But in, as in a whole, Neil Brown has not lost, lost his team. Now I will say what we love against Texas is that the defense and offense worked in harmony, meaning the defense wasn't spectacular, but the offense wasn't turning over the ball. The problem with the Kansas State game is we had three turnovers. You know, if you count the block kick and the, and the penalty on the, the, the interception Kansas State threw where we had the ball, uh, ball in, the, in their red zone, that's five. Against Texas, <clears throat> we had no turnovers. That's a big deal. We win by eight points. Our defense was not spectacular. Actually, the last couple of weeks, our defense hasn't been spectacular. We gave up 168 yards rushing to Kansas State, and we gave up over 200 yards rushing to the backup running back at Texas, which he's no slouch. I'm just saying they ran the ball. Sometimes it felt like at, at will. The difference was turnovers. We didn't turn the ball over. The difference was third down conversions. We got them off the field on third down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a big deal coming into Kansas. Once again, we're not, we're not overmatched, but it comes down to, can we run the ball and can we take care of the ball? These kind of things. Like I don't want to hear after the Kansas game, Neil Brown talking about, you know, uh, some of our guys' technique wasn't right. Uh, you know, the technique, I'm, st- I'm done with technique. I just want to win. You know what? Throw that out. I don't care what happens. At this point in the year, it doesn't matter. And when I say it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Technique, play, all that matters is W's and L's. If you want to talk about climbing, climbing was the whole year. You're not going to climb in one game. Now you can take a little bit of momentum into next year, but the truth is Neil Brown is ultimately going to be judged on that fourth year. That fourth year holds all the water. So this game of this year, all that matters is if we win. I don't care if we win two to nothing. I don't care if we win three to nothing. I don't care if we're not developing players. I don't, I don't care, care if we win 197. Like, if people look like they're, they're digressing. All that matters Re- this year is not wins or losses. Regressing, Jay. Regressing. I just digress. want to help I digress. I thought it was I digress. Yeah, you can say I I I I I digress, but when you're talking about anyway, never mind. <laughs> no. Yo, look, my English class was never my forte, son. But come see me in history or phys ed. Yeah. Or electrical engineering. <laughs> or rocket science. Yeah, any of those. Any of the high caliber ones. You know, the smart ones. I'm smart. Anyway. I'm smart. Anyway, it, all I'm saying is it doesn't matter. At this point, it doesn't matter. Just win. Got one yeah, was, thing, one rule. Just win. I was only on, I was only on, I was just on Andy Mitt's podcast, the Rock Chalk podcast, previewing WBU game. And he was like, what do you think, you know, the key is or what, basically, you know, what do you expect at the end? I was like, it doesn't matter. All that matters is if we win. And he's like, now, come on. He's like, I've listened to your podcast. I've heard you guys get get angry even after wins, you know, before. And I'm like, but it's different now. At this juncture, all that matters is wins or losses. And I mean that. I don't care how it looks. I don't care if the refs cheat for us. I don't care if we get the ref cheating against us. 
All it's that the matters truth. is did we win or did we lose? That's who cares that how we look? Who cares who's developing? I want to win two nothing on a snap that goes over the head of the putter and since yeah, I just want to win. I don't care. Care how it happens. Neil, um, Neil Brown, way, and that that goes a long way because they're one of their best players, Devin Neal, a running back, is injured, and it sounds like he's not going to play. And if excuse me, if he doesn't play, that puts us in a much better position because he's a dynamic playmaker. Um, the thing that I'm scared no, about no, is they have. I just want to say this, Brandon. I know you say the thing you're scared about, but even the most staunch, diehard Neil Brown fan, all these people who never want to say anything bad, then you add in the people who do want to say something bad. Everybody's going to judge Neil Brown and this coaching staff based off of next year. That's it. You don't think they're going to judge him based off of if he loses to Kansas as a 15 point favorite? Brandon, there's nothing you can do. He's going to be our coach next year. If he goes out and wins 12, and wins 12 Jeremy, games, he's going to be our coach for two more years. It doesn't next. You keep saying next year, this fourth year is all that matters. No, even if he, because the buyout only goes down to 12 million, yeah, we're not I'm paying just saying. Him. Okay, I'm going to start trashing him, okay? You want me to say that? I'm going to start trashing him if he's garbage next year, okay? Yeah, that's I'm fine. going to start trashing him. So I don't care for about the rest of this year. But next year, that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think mine starts if we lose to Kansas. Okay. I told you at the beginning of the year, I think I brought this up a few times, but I told you, if we're going to be successful, Letty has to have a big year. And Letty, I mean, he's having a year, but he's not having a huge year. I think he's at 909 yards now. I mean, that's after, what, 11 games? Yeah. Daggy's at, Daggy's at 2,700 yards and 16 touchdowns. Winston Wright's at 643 yards catching. And Brandon, that, that sounds good. Does Especially it? if you look on, it sounds okay. But if you look uh, graded against past years, it looks really good because he's passed. I mean, I know we only played 11 games last year, but he only had 2,500 yards throwing last year, almost 26. Letty only had about 110 more yards last year, so he had a few more touch, uh, uh, run yards. In Winston Wright, games. We only had two games last year. We had, yeah, we had, a year, we had a game less than we had this year so far. Winston Wright had 553. But here's the thing, Brandon. The year before, 2019, Austin Kendall ended the year with 1,989 yards throwing. Letty only had 367 yards, even though McCoy had about 360-some yards too. But they only ran for 879 total yards in 2019. The reason why I'm bringing this up <clears throat> is because this year, people look at Daggy and say, oh, wow, look, good. look, he's leading the Big 12. They forget that in 2018, Will Greer threw for 3,800 yards and 37 touchdowns with eight interceptions. They forget that Will Greer in 2017 threw for 3,490 yards and 34 touchdowns with 12 interceptions. And then they're being oh. injured for the Texas game, most of it. And people say, whoa, that's Will Greer. Well, let's go the year before that, 2016. Kyler Howard throws for 3,300 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions like it's not even close Brandon if we go back to 2000 that 2016 yard uh, team <clears throat> West Virginia ran for 2900 yards almost 3000 yards in 2018 they ran for 1931 yards it's only these last three years under Neil Brown where, we, where we've been under 1500 yards rushing it's a problem 
These stats are not good compared to the three years prior or four years prior to Neil Brown coming in. And that's not just Will Greer. That's Skylar Howard. So you can't just say it was one great quarterback. What I'll say is, I think everybody was okay with our offense taking a step back because we knew that Dana was a genius offensively and we weren't worried about his offenses. It was that we expected dominance defensively because that's where we were lacking. The other thing I'll say is, Dana's team seemed to beat themselves with penalties, with turnovers, costly times. That's where it seemed, to, that's what seemed to be an issue with Dana. We expected that not to happen with Neil Brown. Well, now, not only do we not have offense, but we also beat ourselves with terrible penalties that ruin turnovers, with terrible turnovers, with blocked punts. That, I think, is what people are most upset about. It used to be exciting to watch us lose, right? We might lose, but we were at least exciting. We had a chance. Now, we lose games, and it's boring on top of it. It's not a fun experience. No, absolutely. I was wondering where you were going with that about beating ourselves because I was say, uh, we still do that, but you cover that. So let's get into what do you think about Deggy returning for next year? Uh, I think I made it clear uh, when I on the recap. I'm not excited about Deggy returning because I think Deggy has hit a ceiling. Deggy is what Deggy's going to be. Now, a better offensive line means Deggy's going to be better, but that's true for any quarterback that we bring in that we put back there in that situation. So Deggy coming back does not excite me. It tells me we are not winning the Big 12 next year. There's not going to be any surprise. There's not going to be any come out of nowhere. We're not winning the Big 12 next year if Deggy returns. Not saying we would have if he doesn't, but we definitely will not if Deggy returns. One, which, which by the way, he is returning. Okay, we, that's been confirmed. Two, it doesn't bother me as much if Deco and Garrett Green and Will Crowder all get a, get a fair shot to become the starting quarterback. If they get beat out, then they get beaten out. But they better have a fair shot, and it better be a real competition. Otherwise, I don't think the fan base, including myself, is going to be very happy just anointing Deggy for a sixth year. That's my whole thing. I don't mind competition. I like Deggy coming back, give him another year. If, if Neil Brown can be fair and let the winner win. Now, maybe this year he really did win, but next year with Nico... As long as Neil Brown can be fair in his evaluation of who wins a starting quarterback job, I'm okay with it. The problem is, I don't know that he is because I feel like he, I personally, this is a, a personal feeling. I feel like he doesn't like playing freshman on offense. I feel like he's really conservative when it comes to playing freshman on offense. So I think that is going to be a hindrance to Nico getting on the field. That's why I don't like him returning. Because if he leaves, now Nico has a real chance of starting. <clears throat> a well, real competition. Then he comes thing, back, and, there's, and I don't really feel like there's a real open uh, uh, competition. I agree with you. He doesn't like to play freshman. I think that's been borne out over the last three years. That said, <clears throat> if it's close, if it's close between Deggie and another quarterback, play the other quarterback. Because you know what you have in Deggy. You don't know what you have with the other guy. Give that other guy a chance to be special. Deggy can't you, be special. Do you feel like he's going to do that? No. Nope. Do you feel like that's who Neil Brown is? I know it's not. And that's why I'm frustrated. Yep. Are you also frustrated with Justin Williams, the four-star running back from Georgia, decommitting from West Virginia? I'm not frustrated. I'm disappointed. 
We've seen this happen plenty of times. We get in early on a kid. We lose that kid when he gets attention from other people. I don't put this on Neil Brown or Chad Scott, the running backs coach, because this has happened to us our entire existence. So I'm not really frustrated, but I am disappointed. I am very disappointed because that kid does look legit. So I, that's all I'll say. Yeah, my feelings are hurt. No, no, not because he decided. Look, look, he can do whatever he wants. I'm not disappointed in him in any way. My feelings are hurt, man, because, you know, I, this kid's a monster. You know, you always wish you could have that back. And I like Letty, but I don't think uh, Letty is elite. I think he's good. He's a solid back, but I don't think he's elite. Justin Williams is elite. And that's hence why everybody's coming after him. And to have him and for him to say he's a thousand percent in and then to take it away from us hurts my feelings. Like I said, I'm not begrudging him. Look, I understand you got to make the best decision for you and your family. And until you're signed, it doesn't mean anything. And even when you're signed, you can also transfer. But anyway, got to do what's best for you in your life. So I'm not hating on the kid. I'm just disappointed. And, you know, it just hurts my feelings a little bit because, uh, and I know, I know we still have opportunity to sign him. You know, that's happened. Sometimes people commit, then they commit again. But uh, I'm just really hoping, I'm really hoping he, he can take them country roads home because I think he's going to be really special, especially linked up with some somebody like Nico at quarterback. And to add to that, the last time Jeremy thought a running back was going to be special was? Oh, Travion Henderson. <laughs> and Travion Henderson, as a freshman, is, a, is a listed for the Doak Walker Award at Ohio State. Yes, But Jeremy yes. was right. I appreciate that shout out, but he was the number one running back in the country. So it wasn't that hard to, to be able to see from a mile away. That kid was just different. That kid was just different. So what do you think about the basketball team, Brandon? I think this is a typical Huggins team. Not good at offense. Works pretty hard on defense. Won't win the moment they stop trying hard on defense. Like we saw against Marquette. This team offensively does not have an identity. It's Taz score, Sean shoot, Sean shoot, Taz score. There's not, there's not like, we're not running anything impressive offensively. And we never do. There's no, there is no innovation. There's no imagination to our offense. And there hasn't been for a long time. And I personally get sick of watching it. Like if I was not a Mountaineer through and through, I would not enjoy watching this brand of basketball. I only enjoy it because of the flying WV. And that flying WV emotionally has me to where I got to watch every time they're on. And so I do. I think this team has a chance. Maybe I feel like they could win 20 games. I think they have a chance. They should make the tournament. And they might even be able to get to the the next round. Maybe the Sweet 16, if they really catch fire and a guy like Malik Curry becomes your third guy. Uh, Or fourth guy, I should say, because we're expecting Jalen Bridges to be the third guy. But we'll see. Because I don't see anybody who's willing to take it over. When we need a shot, when we need somebody to take the game over. And a lot of people are going to scream Taz, but that Marquette game, when we really needed it, nobody went out and got it. I think it's very clear if you're going to beat West Virginia, all you do was guard Taz because Taz is our only option. Isaiah Cottrell, or Cottrell, I don't know how you pronounce it. Jalen Bridges, they got to stop their offense up. Malik Curry has to step their offense up. But also, our bigs have to come rebound. Kerrigan, Polycap. What I said earlier today on WTAP, shout out to Daybreak, is that we have seven seniors. We have five fifth-year seniors. 
There's no next year. There's no wait here. Let them develop. It's here and now. They have to gel quickly. We have seven seniors. Seniors win ball games, especially in college basketball. So if you're saying, well, wait till next year, there is no next year. Next year is rebuilding again. Granted, we have young guys. We talk about Cottrell and Jalen Bridges and Kobe Johnson. But all the other ones, Kedrian Johnson, fifth-year senior. Sean McNeil, Tash Sherbin, Gabo Saboyan, Kurrigan, Polycap, all of them are seniors. So what, what we have to do is we have to win now. And hopefully Huggins can figure out a way to get them ready to go so that when we get to the tournament, they're ready to go because we have a lot of experience, a lot of fifth-year seniors, like I said, a lot of seniors, period. We have fifth-year seniors, and we have a lot of seniors, period. So we have to get it done this year. And when I say get it done, I'm not talking about winning at all. I'm not saying going to the Final Four, but if we can make a push for the Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight. I don't know if that's within our realm, but with, with like I said, with all these seniors on the team, we got to do something. We got to do it this year. I hope. My thing is, Jeremy, I personally don't feel like basketball is like football. Senior laden does not mean it's the end of the road. You're one player away from changing everything every single year. So you never know what you're going to get in recruiting. You never know what you're going to get in transfers. And you, you know Huggins is a brand that he can, he can, he can appeal to. What I, or he can appeal to people. What I think hurts a guy like Bobby Huggins, is coming out and railing against Oscar Shibway without saying his name, calling him a supposed or an alleged McDonald's All-American. No, he was a McDonald's All-American. And right now, the way he's playing, he's going to be an All-American again. And Huggy, if you couldn't get him to play for you, I'm sorry, you can sit here and talk about kids nowadays all you want. You can talk about America, how it was when you grew up all you want. If you can't get a guy to play for you, but John Calipari can, that says more about you than it does about the kid, in my opinion. And I don't think it's a good look. I love Huggy. Huggy to the hall, 100% overdue. I love Bobby Huggins. Not only do I love him, he's been gracious to us coming on our show. But that's just the truth. You know, Oscar Sheeway, he's not Teddy Allen. If Oscar Sheeway was Teddy Allen going from place to place, having problem after problem, then okay. Oscar Sheeway is not. He went one place, sat out one year like he had to, and is now thriving. Thriving, averaging almost 20 and 20. So I think it's a bad look, and I think it hurts who we're going to be, and it almost makes makes it seem like the game was past Huggy by, and I hope that's not the case because I love the man. So that's just my little two cents. I wanted to get in there. Well, that's it, man. That's all I got for the roundup. I will also say, look, a, a few weeks back, I did I get all off my chest. Or show me what you got. I talk about the Chiefs. And look, lo and behold, they've bounced back. Now, I believe they've bounced back because what I said, oh, show me what you got. The fact that their schedule got way easier. But uh, they just beat Dallas. They held Dallas to nine points. Yeah, Dallas was the first team. But they beat the Giants. They beat the Skins. Uh, they beat a, a Aaron Rodgers-less uh, Packers. You know, so. And, and then they beat a Dak-led Cowboys team. Yeah, so they have a good win against Dallas. I'm just saying, like I said, R-E-L-A-X. But other than that, just make sure you tune into the Kansas game on Saturday to see if we get bowl eligible. But also, don't forget to check out the men's soccer team that comes on later that night at 8 p.m. on Saturday. They play Tulsa. 
it's either, I think it's a Sweet 16 or maybe Elite 8 matchup. I thought it was Elite 8. Somebody said Sweet 16. Either way, we're in the tournament. We're balling out. We beat Virginia Tech in the first game. So go support your boys and tune in to West Virginia soccer. And tune in to the Raspy Voice Kids on WTAP. If you don't live in the Mid-Ohio Valley, you can watch it on Facebook. We will post it on our Facebook page. Support the RVK. Support WTAP. Make sure you get at it. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.